Hello, thanks for tuning in to Psyche Design. And today we're going to be discussing the two orientations of the psyche, introversion and extroversion. So the terms introversion and extroversion, um, they stem from Carl Jung's work in uh, his book, Psychological Types, where he talks about these as two orientations of the psyche. But the concept of duality um, stems far beyond that. We have the concept from Chinese uh, philosophy, yin and yang. Um, and there's also been, you, you can also think about um, masculinity and femininity. I know that that is a little bit outdated in the way that we view gender today, but this concept of duality has been a spiritual principle for long before Carl Jung ever uh, wrote down his thoughts about um, how personalities work. So in this video, I'm gonna be talking about introversion and extroversion. And sorry, I said video out of habit, but if you did not know, um, this is available wherever you get your podcasts. It's also available on YouTube. So if you want to watch the video version, you can find it on YouTube as well. But in this um, episode, I'm going to be discussing um, introversion and extroversion and the dual this duality of it. And I'm going to kind of include some things I've noticed about how it seems like introversion and extroversion is very related to yin and yang. And I think that's why there is this division of two. As I talked about in the previous episode where we talked about the four cognitive function or the four key functions that are related to the four elements, um, the, this duality, this element of duality comes in and slices all of those four functions in half, which is what creates Carl Jung's main um, eight cognitive functions that we'll talk about in the next episode. But um, this duality, I feel like is very evident and most people have experienced it, whether or not they know their personality type. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about what Young talked about and also uh, expand on that with my own thoughts. So Young uh, does not talk about extroversion and introversion in the same way that you might have heard um, in the Big Five. Um, the Big Five is a popular personality test among psychologists. It's a trait-based model in which each trait has these specific constructs where you could take a test and see. Um, if how high that trait is and it kind of changes over time. And this model of psyche design, it is a type-based model where there are 16 personality patterns. Um, in, in the big five and in a lot of pop culture, we talk about extroversion as being um, uh, energized by people and being introversion or being introverted is to be drained by people and you know to need time alone, be energized by being alone. So this construct of sociability might be somewhat related to personality uh, of introversion and extroversion, but it's not the same definition that Carl Jung talks about. Um, you can have social introverts and you can have reclusive extroverts in this model because it's not about 
if you feel drained or not, because the reality is um, extroverts will feel drained by people that they do not like or tasks that they do not excel at or enjoy. Whereas introverts will um, also feel drained if they're alone, but they're stuck or they're working through a negative emotion or negative limiting beliefs um, or just a negative experience overall, they might feel very stuck um, and might seek to um, get out of that by distracting themselves. Um, and, you know, um, so yeah, sociability is different. But uh, one of the key things that Carl Jung talks about whenever we're talking about introversion and extroversion is that um, extroversion is objective and introversion is subjective. Now, I don't, I don't want to use the word objective that often in my definitions. I used to, but the thing is, is that it's a very confusing term because whenever we talk about objectiveness um, in common language with friends or whatever, we're typically talking about how sound is, is this, um, is this accurate? Whereas when Carl Jung is talking about objective, when he talks about um, extroversion, he's saying, is this reacting to the object is is this um experiencing or um judging the objects around them in the external world and um for introversion it's subjective because it's focused on you as a subject so one way to think about it and i think one of the best ways to describe it is that um extroversion is about the um the universe that's outside of you, the one that can be sort of agreed upon by other people around you. It's like a shared universe, the one that's outside of you that we co-create together. Whereas um, introversion is focused on its internal universe, which we all have that as well. So just as with the four functions, we all can use all four. We also both we all have extroverted and introverted parts of us. We have the outer world that we engage in and we also have our inner worlds. And the reason why I like to use the word universe for inner universe and the universe outside of us is because I want it to be known that for introverted people, their universe inside of them is just as expansive or it's just as deep as the extrovert, the extroverted world up outside of you. It's like, imagine if you were to take um, how potent the entire um, extroverted reality um, and all of that potential and all that's ever been manifested. And imagine if you were to take that and condense it, all of that energy down into this really potent, um, I guess, configuration that is um, introversion. It is taking all of that and it is interjecting it to the subject. So another way to think about it is if you're familiar with the spiritual principle of as above, so below, um, we know that us as individuals are a microcosm for the entire universe. So introversion is focused on the microcosm of your universe, which 
I'm not, so whenever I said you take all the external reality and condense it down, that's one way of thinking about it. But really you could also think about introversion as having this massive magnifying glass that's looking even deeper at everything that's inside them and how they react to the objects outside of them. So there's a lot of keywords for introversion and extroversion that we could think about. So first of all, introversion is personal. So I mentioned this before, but just to say, feeling, thinking, sensing, and intuitive, it can manifest in either of these ways. And it can be introverted or it can be extroverted. So that means introversion can be um, introverted feeling, introverted thinking, introverted sensing, and introverted intuiting. So um, you could think of introversion and extroversion as like a lens to um, kind of which aspect are you are you looking at with this function? Is this function manifested internally or externally? But um, what am I saying here? Um, you can look at it as a lens, but if you're thinking about introversion itself as an essence, there is not really one essence of what introversion is. Introversion is more of like a way, or as I said before, an orientation. It is a way in which feeling can be manifested, a way in which thinking can be manifested. So that's why like, if you were to look at a lot of pop um, psychology stuff about like introverts, speak like this and need this, it is kind of missing the mark a little bit because it's important to note that introversion um, can be manifested in four completely different ways. If you're talking introverted feeling and introverted thinking, those um, couldn't be more different ways of processing. So, but no matter how, no matter what type of introversion you are doing or being, um, it's personal because it's based on, um, your little microcosm of a universe. So um, doesn't make it any less real than anything that's outside of you, but the boundary of that kind of is at your, is at your skin. The, the boundary of those rules or that way of being for you is, is there. Um, and the sense that for introverted feeling, you might be focused on your values. Well, your values might be very different than somebody else's values. And so the value that you're focused on is the one that governs you. And, you know, for introverted thinking, it's like, this is the logic of the system of how I work. It might not be true for everyone else, but it's true for you and that is valid. So it's just as valid as extroversion, but you can't necessarily take an introverted conclusion and then apply it outside of you because everybody's different. Everybody has their own introverted universes. Um, perhaps a really easy example is introverted sensing where you're focused on your physical experiences and how that shaped you. Um, you know that not everybody had the same physical experience as you. So you can't necessarily take your experiences and assume that everybody has had those same exact experiences um, and their physical bodies have been shaped in the same way. That's not true at all. So 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, your introverted intuition is, it's more like your unique purpose, your unique vision, what your soul wants to create, the potential that is unique to you. So introversion is personal, whereas extroversion is more impersonal. And it's a lot more broad because for extroversion, you are looking at the breadth of how this function manifests um, on a big picture scale. So it's not just about you. It's about everything. It's about all of, it's about um, um, the world outside you, as, as I said. And um, I suppose I should mention too, that introversion is related to yin and extroversion is related to yang. So we'll talk more about that later, but those are just some things to think about when you're thinking about uh, the difference between introversion and extroversion, because this uh, duality is there where extroversion is active, whereas introversion is receptive. Um, because introversion is so focused on its inner universe, then it is receptive in the sense that it's focused on the ways in which the outer universe is impacting them, because the perspective that they're taking is from uh, their universe looking out, whereas for extroversion, it is focused on the outer universe looking in. So um, extroverts might assume that the rules of the outer universe that they've been exposed to all apply to them when that might not be the case. And introversions might assume that the rules or the structure of their personal universe might apply externally, and that's not necessarily true. And the thing is, is that we both have uh, both uh, functions uh, within us. And so whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, you might be, I guess, guilty of projecting either of those, either of those things. Where um, Jung actually talks about how uh, introverts might uh, project their personal experience onto others outside of them or introverted functions do that. Where extroverted functions might assume that um, they might assume that whatever is happening outside of them uh, and then like take it on as their subjective identity, whether or not it actually fits because extroverts might not be as in tune with their um, introverted reality. So um, introversion, a good way to think about it is that it's still waters run deep where um, extroversion is activating, it's catalyzing, it is self-evident because um, it is based on the shared reality between multiple people and like the web of how that function interacts on a big scale. Um, extroversion draws out introversion, whereas introversion uh, might pull in uh, the extroversion to them the, or like whatever whatever sees fit to them. And extroversion is a bit more proactive where um, about like putting things outside, outside of itself. So I wanna talk a little bit about the relationship between the, these two um, is this is just sort of a visual that came to mind that helped me understand it is um, one of the prominent theories of how the universe started is the Big Bang Theory. And I'm not going to talk all about that, but I'm thinking of that. If you can imagine 
the entire universe into one small tiny construct or a ball and it's just there and it's like extremely potent and it's like a magnet it has all the gravity and it is drawing things to it and then you think of the big bang in which it cracks open and it spreads everywhere you could think of extroversion as that bang that spreads it everywhere and introversion as the part of the universe that's contracting and pulling into this um, magnet that is very, very dense. Um, so I've noticed that introversion and extroversion, the way that they interact with each other is that extroversion, especially like if you're looking at functions along the same plane, so introverted feeling and extroverted feeling, for example, or introverted thinking or extroverted thinking, for example, whatever plane of the psyche you're on, um, feeling, thinking, sensing, or intuitive, you're gonna have this kind of tug of war between the introversion and the extroverted function. So that tug of war is creating a transformation um, across all levels of reality in the inner universe and the outer universe. Whenever extroversion is pulling at the introverted function to draw itself out, it is changing the, the makeup of the um, personal universe within the introverted function because it is forcing the introverted function to interact with the world outside of them and become influenced by the world outside of them. Where a lot of times introversion has strong boundaries and um, is very particular in how it acts because it wants to protect the integrity of their introverted universe. They want to be themselves and not be um, so influenced by everything outside of them. But then, um, yeah, so extroversion can kind of attempt to crack open uh, the deep-rooted, potent, introverted, um, I guess, energy block. Because, I mean, introverts or extroverts might even perceive it as a block of like, what is this? You feel really stuck. I can't really understand what this is. And so I'm just going to crack it open and spread it everywhere. Um, whereas introvert, uh, introversion might find that very exhausting and very draining. Um, so if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a bit confused because you're realizing that you kind of do both, um, I feel like I'll go into this more in another video, but it feels important to explain that no matter what your personality type is, you have one function that is like the leader of your entire psyche. And then you have one that's like the supporting second in command role. Um, if, you're, if your leading role is extroverted, then your supporting role is introverted and vice versa. If your leading role is introverted, then your supporting role is extroverted. Um, Carl Jung even had the quote, um, this isn't exact, but something along the lines of that, there is no pure extrovert or pure introvert because such a person would belong in the insane asylum. And so your personality in and of itself is this tension between uh, both um, orientations you have your inner world and you have your outer world. And most people, especially if you have been into self-growth for a while and you feel very self-aware, you probably are aware of both of 
these sides of you, your um, inner world and your outer world. And ideally they want to balance, like, as I mentioned before, the psyche seeks to balance. So ideally you want your introverted world to be manifested in the external and you want your extroverted world to reflect your inner. Um, but the functions have different um, ways of behaving and how they act with each other. So um, I've noticed that um, extroversion will seek to try and collect all of the introverted energies and draw them out because it makes it easier for them to see from a bird's eye view of everything that's going on um, so that it can in increase its awareness and of everything of the all whereas um, introverted or introversion seeks to ward off I guess external factors that are not um, aligned with it so you know, what's funny is that uh, my girlfriend is an introvert or is introverted. And I was just chatting with her about some of these keywords before I started this video. And I was like asking her, how do you feel about introverted uh, energy being kind of like a magnet? And she was like, well, I'm not so I'm not so sure about that. And when we were talking about it. She she did kind of see what I meant, but it kind of made me realize that for introverts, they often don't really understand the way that they are impacting the external world because that's not really what their goal is. It's not what the goal of the function is. The goal of the function is to be in integrity with itself and to be deeply rooted with itself. But from the extroverted perspective, whenever that energy is so deeply rooted and dense and it has all contracted into this very pure um, energy, I guess you could say, extroversion um, feels the effect of that. And it is very intrigued by it, but it also is like wanting to break it apart and understand it. And so that's how extroversion sort of draws it out. So for an example with extroverted feeling, because that's my dominant function, um, introverted feeling can feel very, very deep and also very confusing for me because introverted feeling would be a person that is so congruent, congruent is another key word for introversion, a person that's so congruent with the feeling structure and their value structure in their uh, personal universe. Whereas I'm not sure what their personal universe is unless they communicate it, unless they draw it out. So. I don't quite know how to behave around them if, I, if that feeling is not drawn out because my extroverted feeling is trying to understand the lay of the land of how all of the emotions are interacting. And if I'm not sure how this person is going to react, but I can tell that it's a very potent emotion. It makes me want to draw it out. It makes me confused. And it also makes me intrigued. Um, but I also can feel that there's an emotion there, but I, I don't know quite what it is. And so another thing about extroversion is that it sort of seeks everything to be expressed. Extroverted thinking is like that as well, where extroverted thinking wants all of, of the thoughts on the table. They don't want your the opinions to be hidden because extroverted thinking is very focused on like um, 
wanting to challenge each other with their thoughts and with their logic and wanting to consider all of the thoughts. Extroversion is also quite considerate of all of the possibilities um, along that realm. So I say possibilities, a lot of times the word possibility is correlated with intuition, but in, when I just used it there, I'm kind of talking about all of the ways in which um, something might, I guess, be manifested. So for example, with extroverted feeling, it's the entire spectrum of how someone can feel. And so um, if you've ever seen those feeling wheels um, where it's like, are you sad, happy, confused, whatever, it's like um, extroverted feeling is very, very broad. So extroversion in general might seem kind of um, shallow from the introverted perspective, but it's the same amount of energy, but it's just scattered and it's overseeing in a, um, in a higher bird's eye view sort of way, I guess you could think of it as, and it's looking at the connections between everything and the entire system. So for extroverted thinking, it would be like all of the different factors that could influence the cause and effect of what's right and what's wrong, how to apply thinking to every single situation, no matter the context. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the broad, that's kind of the broad piece and extroverted intuition is about um, every single possibility and every single potential. It's another thing is that extroversion tries really hard to not be biased with their own uh, perspective and wants to take their own perspective or take on something completely out and look just at the web between all of the people and all the things. So this is not to say that extroverts are like less biased than introverts because often extroverts are unaware of the introverted side of themselves. And so they might just think that they don't have it. And so they might not see how the shadow is impacting things. But like this kind of goes in hand with what I was talking about earlier about introversion being kind of like a magnet and how extroverts can pick it up. It's because um, it's because it could feel like a bias from the introverted perspective because it's like, um, a twist on reality, your personal twist. It's very, very unique and very personal to you. And so from the extroverted perspective, if someone is super just clinging to their introversion, it can seem like um, someone that's very stubborn in their way and not really seeing how the web of everybody else is so different and not really seeing how they um, can step in and, to, and interact with that web of everybody else. So because of all these things, extroversion tends to be like more overt, whereas introversion is more nimble and slow and yielding, where extroversion is more uh, communicative and it could maybe take, be faster for things to, to, to move around. Um, because the energy has more, I guess, space in between it. If you were to think of um, the web of everything, 
in the extroverted realm, it's like each thing is like these nodes and then extroversion is like looking at the space in between the nodes. Whereas introversion is like, there isn't that much space in between the nodes. It is all together um, in a very consistent, similar package. So I'm talking very conceptually, but I think it's very, very important to understand how introversion and extroversion are different um, so that we can um, apply these things to the eight cognitive functions. So in the last episode, we talked about the four main um, functions of the psyche. And then now we just talked about introversion and extroversion. And in the next, we're going to talk about how we're going to talk even, even deeper about how introversion and extroversion can um, slice the four functions in two and then make eight. And then the eight core cognitive functions, that is essentially unity consciousness. It's essentially the all. I sometimes refer to it as the power of eight. It is the core eight ways that consciousness can be. Um, it's I, You could think of it as an orientation of consciousness or a kind of consciousness. I have even hypothesized before, I'm not quite sure what I think on this now, but I've even thought before that for those of you who believe in being and uh, channeling or being like a psychic medium of any sense. If, for those of you who do believe in that, I do almost think that there's like an oversoul or like some sort of universal mind that you can tap into that can speak on behalf of each of the eight functions. And it sound, that might sound really um, trippy or woo-woo, but really um, it's not that much far off from Carl Jung's idea of the collective unconscious, which is basically all of the potential, all of the thoughts that have ever been thought, all of the feelings that have ever been felt from everybody outside of you. And it's this realm that you could tap into. And so while you personally have a function or two that you might be pretty good at that you prefer based on your personality, um, I, I think of it too as the collective unconscious itself has these eight um, areas that you could tune into. And if just because you have one preference, you still have skills that you can grow within that area. And so um, tuning into that sort of um, universal mind um, can help, uh, you know, refine those talents that you have. And this is really where um, the way I think of it is with your personal pattern, if you can get in touch with your shadow and especially your inferior function, your inferior function is the doorway to being able to navigate your shadow. So you, you have your, your, dominant, um, your dominant function, your supporting function, your tertiary, and then your inferior. Those are the four that your ego really identifies with. And then the other four, your ego thinks of as other. But if you can make friends with your inferior function, which I'll have so many videos about that. If you can make friends with your inferior function from your dominant perspective, then that is a huge polarity that you were able to alchemize within yourself. And then um, that is sort of the key for being able to swim in the shadow. So if you want to do shadow work at all, I believe that you need to do that. So, you know, 
this is kind of what this podcast is about for me is that I see a lot of people interested in shadow work and spiritual growth. And I really believe that if you cannot make friends with your inferior function, then um, it's going to be very, very difficult to interpret what the shadow is, what is even going on in the shadow, because it's going to be extremely confusing. You're going to feel like an alien in the shadow. You're not going to really relate. You're going to just see it all other. You're not going to be able to know what uh, is you where you end and where the other begins. It's very, very confusing. So the whole uh, self-discovery process and psyche development process is a process in the sense that you have your starting point, which is your ego's comfort zone. And then you get comfortable, you dip your toe in, you learn how to swim and you get even more comfortable outside of your comfort zone. So this is just about knowing your starting point. Um, so yeah, um, that is that for introversion and extroversion. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and supporting Psyche Design. Um, if you're coming here, if you're listening to this on YouTube, this is just a reminder that this podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.